you get a career and then you stay in it, whether you like it or not. And then every day becomes one long, never ending day to where as soon as you get to work, the first thing on your mind is, I can't wait till I get out of here. And for me, that is a bad life choice. This is the Bad Life Choices Podcast, where our outspoken, opinionated, and caffeinated hosts break down a life choice we can all relate to. Tune in as True Originals' Sharita Janelle and her godmother Maria have funny and candid conversations, explore life's pitfalls, and inspire you to make better life choices. Tell us about how much you love your job. Okay, so as you may or may not know, because I say it all the time, because I'm so excited, I am retiring very soon, a couple of weeks. So um, just a little background. I am a teacher, math mostly, and um, this is the end of my 32nd, 32nd, 3-2, and final year. So I am super excited. Um, although I love my kids, I have a really good group of kids not loving my job right now. So I'm really excited. So this is, um, this is a, this is a good episode for me because yeah, I've been wanting to leave for a while and we'll talk about why I stayed. But wait, have you ever loved your job? Yeah, I I did. I really did. When I first started, I really loved it. I went into this job thinking I am going to save the world because so I was teaching at a Catholic school, taught there for about a year and a half, found this opportunity to teach math in Detroit public schools. Oh my God, that is me. I'm going to run. I'm going to do this. I am going to be superwoman. I'm going to save all the children of Detroit, every last one of them, because they need good teachers and they need people who care. And all I really did love it. Are true. True. Absolutely. And they solve all those problems are false. Okay, but I was young. I was in my early 20s and I thought I was going to, you know, save the world, save those kids and everything was going to be great. And honestly, I had, I did have such a good time with them. I am still in touch with the children I started my career with. Well, they're not children anymore. I'm not going to say how old they are, but they are definitely not children anymore. They've had kids that have graduated. So that gives you some idea. And I did love it then. I did not love it towards the end. But so, you, but you never left. I did not. And I will get into the reason why later. <laughs> because the benefits were so great. <laughs> yes. That's the huge reason I made teachers, so much money. Teachers have this, people who don't realize teachers have a huge expense account. They get gym memberships. <laughs> right. <laughs> car service. Get so many. Yeah. Um, that sounds the benefits are endless. That's that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I I am leaving this career that I um am long overdue and ready to leave. So I I don't think I've really have had a career. I don't know. It's weird. I don't what I do and what I don't do, you know. I went to school for finance. Yeah. I was an accountant for many years and I was good at it. I thought it was easy. Like I was just like debit, credit, here we go. Number, number, reconciliation, financial statements, all the things. I didn't really, I never thought that I wanted to be an accountant, but sometimes you follow a path because 
of the stability and you thought it was, it was good, but I wanted to bang my head against my monitor most days. Mm. I would want to also bang my head against my monitor if I were an accountant. Nothing wrong with being an accountant. One of my closest friends in life is an accountant. I love her dearly. I hate tax season because it overtakes her life. Um, That's just one of the reasons I hate tax season, but I digress. Yeah, but I would want to bang my head against a monitor too. But for me, like, I just knew that I didn't want to do what my mother did, which is also a teacher. And I wanted something that I enjoyed. I wanted to do something I enjoyed. I wanted to make money. I think as a lot of people, they have these ideas of what they think careers should be, what they can be. I will say for me also, I was always told that you can do anything you put your mind to. So I think I literally tried to do any and everything. And I, and I may be still on this path. We need to get off this road. But I think you still are on that path a little bit, which I is am. not a bad thing. It's, it's not, not a bad thing. I mean, they Samuel L. Jackson wasn't into, didn't star in his first movie until he was like 40 years old. And Vera Wang. So there's still time for me. I can still hit the big screen. <laughs> Vera Wang didn't like design her first dress until like after she had all her children or something like this. I don't know what age it was. So people find different careers later in life. But I'm going to say this though. I, and I say this, I think in every episode, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but I think it's true. Today's people that are coming out of college, I think they have a whole different mindset. They don't like something, they leave. They don't like something, they don't even go into it. They don't even start it. So it's, it's a whole different ballgame. But my generation of people, for the most part, that's what you did. You chose a career and you stuck with it. So that's, that's one of the reasons that I stuck with it. You're right though. So I, when I wasn't, when I did work in the office where I was a accountant director of finance, a lady, she worked there for five days. I, I've never seen anyone work anywhere for five days. She was Monday. She, I gave her her paperwork and I was also HR. She filled everything out by Friday. She was giving me her resignation letter. I was like, what in the (laughs) holy, she, she didn't like it. She, she's like, this is not for me. We're talking today all about like, staying in the wrong career. Not, not any, any career isn't necessarily a bad life choice, but it's the part to when you pick something, it's about the fact that you've realized that you hate it. You don't like it. It's not fulfilling. It's not bringing you joy. It's not Marie kondo your life, yet you're still doing it every single day with no intention of finding another job or career path or anything. You're just Correct. suffering. You're suffering in silence. And maybe not silence. Maybe you are telling everybody. How oh, much no, I did not suffer in silence. I bitched all the time to anyone who would listen, even at work. Some these past like couple of years, I would go around to my coworkers and my coworkers would look at me. And before I could say something, they'd say, I hate this place because that was my catchphrase. Why did you become a teacher? Okay. So I became a teacher because I thought it was going to fit in with my lifestyle because I, when I was in school in college, I was engaged and I, you know, had plans on getting married right outside of um, school, which I did and had plans on starting a family. And I wanted a lot of children and I wanted a career that was going to be conducive to me being able to raise my children. I thought being a teacher would be fantastic because I'll have the same schedule basically as they will. I'll be able to do all the things with them because I had 
all the things planned out that I was going to do with these children because my children were going to be prodigies and they were going to be wonderful. <laughs> were there te- were there teachers in your family? None, not one. Okay, so not one. I mean, a lot of people they pick wrong careers because they think that's or the the not wrong careers, but they pick their career because of like the family history. My mother was a teacher. My I mean, you were a teacher. My other godmother was a teacher. I knew my neighbor was a teacher. There was so many teachers. It just seemed like you you follow things, but they were all not happy and and see me. I was like, mm, don't want to go that way. So right. but some people have the pressure, especially like if you're a doctor or you have this big family business, you're like gonna follow in my family footsteps and just, you know, do whatever, you know, dad did or mom did. But that's not always a great choice because your parents are not you. And sometimes those are, they're not good fits. I mean, I, I know, I know a, lot, a couple of my friends whose parents are doctors and they thought they wanted their kids to be a doctor. And my friends were like, no, ma'am. I, it just, and, and the bad part is one of them realized it like in medical school or like right before they got to medical school. I'm like, that's a lot of wasted time sitting here, all this biology class and, and all. But <laughs> there could have been more time wasted because they could have gone on and got the medical degree and got the job and then realized, I cannot stand this. And then yeah. you get a, a lot of, you come into a lot of other things, which we're going to talk about. But like you said, there a lot of pressures, like family pressure, family business, following your parents' footsteps. You know, this is going to fit my lifestyle. Um, but the one thing- A that lot of people are motivated by- Money. money. Exactly. So- I don't know anyone who, so I said studying finance, I don't know anyone who's like, oh my God, I can't wait to be a hedge fund manager. <laughs> But, but everyone who is a hedge fund manager is making all the money. You say exactly. I work in private equity, I work in hedge funds. They're like, oh, okay, but no one, no one, no one aspires to that. I mean, people probably, I mean, that's a career choice you make after you understand the intricacies of the, you know, financial modeling and, and investing and all this stuff. But this is not a career that people just, you know, like they're seven. Like, what do you want to do? Hedge funding. I want to be a <laughs> I want to be in hedge funds. Thanks. But the reason people do it is- I want to be an actuary. No, well, people- well, that doesn't actually make a bunch of money. Um, actuary doesn't, it doesn't make a, it's not a bad living though. It's not okay. a bad living, but you're not bringing home seven figures. So, Correct. Yes, yes. Them hedge funds though. I know, I know. Um, if you're not I in never, jail, no. <laughs> Just kidding. I never forget though. I was, when I was in New York, I had an interview at one of the investment banks, I got like recruited to sell exotic derivatives. God. <laughs> Sounds very sexy. Yeah. And then I realized that everyone in that office worked until midnight and got there at like eight o'clock in the morning. And I was like, no, 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 no. no. Sometime when they were there at midnight, they weren't even working. They just couldn't leave until their boss left. So, and at that point, they weren't making all the millions. They were on their road to that, but they had to, they were support staff. So I'm like, what are you doing? What time do you have to work? I can't leave. I'm about to order dinner. I'm like, so you're going to eat at your desk? Yes. You don't want to eat at the restaurant with me? I can't. This sucks. Like, right? Yeah, no. That's, I'm, that's too much. So, I mean, but, and I do know the people who've, who've had these jobs are, I mean, it's, 
for me, it's it's the fact of I've always prioritized and maybe also to my detriment, fulfillment and joy and me being excited about waking up in the morning. That, there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually a very healthy outlook. If, if there's an if there, it's a healthy outlook if you can make it productive. You because know, there's that. If not, you're just this like la 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 la. I'm dreaming about puppies and unicorns and <laughs> lollipops, and everything's gonna be just fine, and the money is gonna find me. No, sir, you know, there's get off that, your ass. There, we gotta do something. There's that meme that says, "You think you're having a bad day? Someone from your hometown is still trying to be a rapper." Right. <laughs> and oh God, speaking of rappers, so. 98% of my students, but my students are also, you know, middle school age students, but 98% of them have two career paths. They're either going to be a, a rapper or singer, or they are going to be a professional athlete, which is great to have, you know, aspirations and dreams, but can we get a plan B just in case? True. Just in case. True, because because I don't know them. Right. However, you don't know them, but you don't know them. You don't know them. I, why don't you know them? Because they are not a professional athlete, rapper, or singer. That is why not one of my thousands and thousands and thousands of students have become that. Which is really a bummer because I would have liked to say, "Hey, I taught him when he was in seventh grade." Just saying. Oh goodness, it's just. I mean. You can't just live on hopes and dreams, as you said, but at the same time, once you pick a career, sometimes you get a little stuck. I only have one friend who has worked her life as if she's in your generation. She is the only person I know, and she knows exactly who she is, um, who has been at the same company for like 20 years. I don't know anyone under the age of 40 who has been at the same company for 20 years. That is insane to me. However, she's done quite well for herself. See, also that however, that's her personal life choice though. Also, however, her current role is, <clears throat> and I quote, killing her soul. Well, then that might be something that she has to think about. <laughs> So, but why okay. the trade off joy, happiness, money, stability? Why does it have to come down to that? Well, it doesn't have to come down to that, but there are reasons why people stay in jobs that they no longer care for or that they hate or, or are soul sucking. As you say, we talked about money, right? Money. So money is money is probably like the number one thing. Because either they're making a lot of money, where are they going to find another job that's going to make the same amount of money if they don't want to do the same thing? That's the point. You don't exactly. want to do the same thing, right? You can easily so, go get work at a different company, do the exact same exactly. thing. And, and exactly. Make- and still make the money. But let's say you are, let's stick with the hedge fund theme, okay? Let's say you are this big hedge fund guru and you're pulling in seven figures and it sucks because all you do is work. And you're not enjoying those seven figures and you're exhausted, all the things you still though, like 
your penthouse in Manhattan, you still like the fact that you can jump on a plane when you have a chance, like when you get jet. some vacation, a jet, jet. exactly. Jet. And go to Paris because you want a baguette, a fresh baguette. For we're, 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 we're talking, we're talking wheels up now. We got to okay. switch the language, not, not book a flight. What time is right. wheels up? No, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you've got all this going, this lifestyle, but really and truly your heart and soul is with the dogs and you just want to be a dog walker and walk in Central Park, which is great. You'll be happy. You'll enjoy yourself. You'll be out in the fresh air, which you love. You won't be at a desk. You'll be with the puppies and, and puppies are so much better than people. Most people, I'm just saying that's a personal opinion, Thanks. but guess what? You're not jetting off to Paris, you can be lucky if you can go buy yourself an espresso somewhere. <laughs> you go to Paris, Texas. <laughs> right. Exactly. If, maybe, I'm just saying, nothing against dog walkers. Believe me, I would love to do it. For a lot of people, those jobs are just temporary. They're not career yeah. choices. A lot of people don't aspire to go walk dogs every day, all day for the rest of their life. Exactly. But you know what? Maybe they should because maybe they'd be happier. We're talking about trade-offs. So True. Okay. I, mean, I mean, another reason that people stay in jobs that they don't want to stay in is because they're afraid. It's a risk. They're afraid of the unknown. They, you know, they don't know. This is all they've been doing for all these years. What are they going to do next? That's a huge thing too. I'm retiring in two weeks. I cannot completely retire. I'm retiring from teaching. Ask me what I'm doing after that. You have it 1000% figured out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not. I have no idea at all. And people have looked at me like I'm crazy. Like, why are you retiring then if you don't know what you're doing? I am going out on faith. I am going to do something else. I am going to find something else. I mean, I do want to do this. We are, we are, we are doing something. We are doing something. That's what I'm saying. I'm not, I don't have, I don't have a plan, which I'm not suggesting everybody run out and do because I have been the one that has stayed in a stable career. Well, I'm not, no, I don't know how stable it was, but I have been the person that stayed in the career for 32 years. Cause there was a point in time where we were getting laid off and brought back right before the beginning of the school year. It would happen every summer. You'd get laid off and then right before the beginning of the school year. So you're sitting around all summer going, am I going to have a job? Do I have a job? You know, come August, whatever. But for the most part, teaching, well, I'm not going to say that even because teaching is a whole different thing than it used to be. But it, it's about, you know, this is what I've done for so long. What am I going to do next? I'm afraid. Well, I don't know. That's the thing too, though. A lot of companies, a lot of jobs, a lot of roles, what you signed up for is not what you're doing. The, the way that everyone says to me, cause they're like, you know, you've worked for yourself for so long. Don't go work for the man, corporate, the, the culture, the politics it gets exhausting. It becomes something that people don't want to put up with, but the idea of also doing the alternative, going to work for yourself, that's daunting because Absolutely. When, you, when you take a vacation, no one's, no one's, I don't have nobody answering my emails for me. Exactly. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't know why I needed to go eight thousand octaves higher just to get that point across. Just drove it home but a little bit more. Starting off, I mean, there's responsibilities. You have people depending on you. This is what you just said, and you can't just walk away. You have to suck it up 
put that suit on, go to that office, hit them keyboard buttons. And <laughs> exactly. I mean, especially if you're, you know, if you're let your, whether you're married or engaged or living with someone, you have a significant other and you guys are living together and you are both contributing to the household, right? You can't just be like, Hey boo, um, I really don't like my job. So I'm going to quit and I'm just going to, you know, marinate on it for a while and decide what I'm going to do. Tell that to my ex-husband. You have a point, but generally speaking, if you are responsible, if you are a responsible adult, okay. Yes. Then you are going to want to, you know, do what you need to do to contribute to your household. You can't leave the other person hanging, right? If you have children, you are responsible for these human beings. They did not ask to come into this world. You brought them into this world. You're responsible to take care of them. And you're responsible to make sure that you are looking out for their future. So you're talking about college funds. You're talking about, you know, activities to broaden their horizons, all the things. You're responsible. You have these responsibilities. Okay. So it's clear. We understand that sometimes you have to suck it up. What is the alternative? That living an unfulfilled, lackluster, joyless life is a bad life choice. I think it is because... For me, your soul is so important, your joy, your happiness, your inner peace. And I'm not saying that every day is going to be a great day because no matter what job you have, there will always be, you know, fires to put out days that aren't great. But generally there is a, I find when people, when I meet people who love what they do, there's a different aura that comes from them, a different energy. It's, it's, there's, there's not, there's not a negative. I mean, it's not saying you walk around negative, but you're, you're also, you're trying to get out that building as soon as you can. And any, any moment you're not. Hell yeah. 240. Peace out. I'm done. Luckily your work, because of the way that it's structured, you don't always have to bring it home. There's no, I mean, you're working late is just to complete the task you need to do. It's not like, oh, the kids are going to be here till 8 p.m. tonight. So it doesn't necessarily interfere with your day-to-day. But for people, some people, it's like, oh, I got back-to-back meetings. I don't have time to do this work, you know, and then they, they're they they're overworked. They're stressed. They're tired. Oh, believe me. Check, check, check. Teachers are overworked, underpaid. I'm going to add that in there. Yes, stressed. Yes. Tired, all the things, believe me. How does that then affect your quality of life? It does. It affects it in so many ways. It affects it physically. It affects it mentally, emotionally. It affects your relationship, you know, with your friends, your family, yourself. I mean, I get pissed off. Well, I don't anymore. This year I've been flying through the hallways, smiling and laughing. It's been a whole whole mind shift for me. I can imagine in your mind all the chaos that's happening. Not saying that it's, it's that bad, but for you, you look around, it's like a Disney commercial. There's there's, there's 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 birds chirping around because you're like, exactly. I won't be here much longer. Like Snow White is in one corner, Goofy and Pluto are in the other corner. I mean, it's great. People are walking around bitching and moaning and I'm smiling. And they they're saying here, they, like, they sound like Mary Poppins. Like, yes. exactly. I mean, it's, it's a whole different mindset for me this year because I know this is it. Right. So this is but, one thing we haven't talked about. Would you have gone back to school to change careers? No, I would Why? not. Um, don't want to do it anymore. Uh, may, you know, if let me, okay, let me rephrase. If if I felt the way that I've felt like the past few years, 
early on in my career, yes. But when I can see the finish line and I know like at that finish line, my pension is there and you know, my insurance and everything else, hell no, I'm not going back to school. I'm no, do not try and teach me something new at this moment, unless it's something that I really like and that I'm really passionate about. But like to go back to school to become my other choice was other than education, my other choice was law school. And I did not choose it because I didn't think it was going to be conducive to having children. I think I, I would have made a very good attorney. I think you would have made an excellent attorney, except for your temper. Yeah, that's something I would have to work on. <laughs> yeah. Bailiff, remove her immediately. That probably would have happened at some point. I could just see you in a courtroom. If someone pissed, did you just fucking object to me? What what the hell and, I and, Yes, <laughs> and that probably would have happened at some point. I mean, yeah, I would have had to learn the hard way, but that was my other choice. So then, you you know, like for me, after being in this career for 25 years, do I want to go back to school to get a bachelor's in, you know, some undergrad that is going to be good for law school and then apply to go to law school and then go to law. No, I, I want to cross that finish line. And then I want to, you know, not have to worry so much about what I'm going to do. So I know, so two of my, two of my, they are, they are education fanatics. They will take a class. They will do whatever. They will get extra degrees, different degrees, new degrees, degrees. I didn't even know you could get because one, they like to learn. So I know they will never be unemployed. And also if they find that they're not doing something they don't love, they'll go back to school. However, that school has then led to hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. So that is also not an alternative to people. So if you can't go back to, so if you can't go back to school and start a whole new career. What are, I'm thinking about some things that people can do so they can stop making this bad choice of suffering through life. One thing for me is, is I know it's going to sound so cliche, start a side hustle. I believe in the side hustle culture, especially if the job that you have that is unfulfilling doesn't take all your time. Some people clock in, clock out, clock in, cash in, cash out, cash in, cash out. They're like, you know, it's, Me? it is. Yeah. So, so if you are at a point where you're just like, if I'm not there, I don't have to think about it. Then the time mm -hmm. that you're not there, you could be thinking about other things. You started a whole podcast while at work. Like, right. Exactly. I mean, not technically while I'm at work, DPS, I, I'm not doing this at my desk. <laughs> no, people I'm can just see saying. you at your home. Yeah. But. but no, I, yeah, you're right. Because I mean, you know, we started, we, you know, we thought it'd be something that we would enjoy. It is something that we enjoy. I like it. It is not definitely not my main source of income yet putting that out mm -hmm. there. And, but you For know, sponsorship yes. opportunities, please right. contact us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, yes, some do something that, you know, something that brings you joy. You're right. And and see where that goes at while you have the time to do it. And you know, I'm 55. I just turned 55. I didn't do this at 25. So you can do it whenever, you know. Um I mean, well the thing is like the careers that were available 20 years ago, I mean, no one host podcast 20 years. What what was Okay. Let oh, me wait. tell you this. Okay. I just was this, this, I mean, you're always finding something. There are coaches 
for everything now. When I was growing up, coaches coached baseball and basketball <laughs> and track. Okay. I'm just saying there are coaches for everything. I was scrolling on, I don't know, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. I ran across an ad. Would you like to become a menopause coach? What the fuck is a menopause coach? I can coach you on menopause. I am not certified. I can coach you on menopause. I don't need a menopause coach. Really? Do you really need a coach for this? I, but there's a coach I for everything we, now. We, our society has shifted to this support system situation where everything- We have become very soft as a society. I know I'm going to get backlash, but we've become a very soft society. Everything is wah, wah, wah. Poor me. Everything is so wah, wah, little baby temper tantrum. I don't like it, so I'm going to have a fit. It's funny you just said about life coaching though and coaches because I just had a conversation with a friend of a friend about this and like the fact of like 22 year olds becoming life coaches. I'm like, bitch, you haven't lived yet. How can you coach anybody on that? But wait, we digress. But okay, so so yes, there are there's so many jobs that didn't exist before that are jobs now. And I don't think that people even realize. I mean, you were looking at positions because customer success man i don't know i've never heard of that before and i i mean customer success school. manager yeah customer yeah. success manager is someone who works for a company that makes sure that whoever is using their product is you is using it successfully and guides them through that you know does the onboarding process works with them on any problems makes it you know better things right. like dei dei um positions. There was no diversity, equity, and inclusion. Oh yes. DEI. Diver ah, okay. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. There are a whole corporates have now taken a whole chunk of budgets and departments to focus on that and ESG, which is environmental, social, and governance positions as well. So these there's like, they're finding new ways to make sure that things are all working great. And in the most, I guess, extra way to me a little bit, because. Well, there are also like areas now at big companies, not mine, but big companies are doing, they're all about the social emotional well-being of their oh, employees yes. where before no one gave a shit come to work. This is your job. Do it. We don't give a rat's ass mm. if you like it, if it's making you believe We want that. We want to make no sure cares. that our company culture is conducive to a formidable working environment. So our employees are satisfied, content, you know, all of, you know what you sound yes. like? You sound like one of those, those things like that I've seen in mu um, movies, like movies from that are based in the future where you walk into the you walk into the you know the company and you hear this soft voice on the welcome to company person yes. we're here to guide you along exactly. your employee journey yes but exactly. that's i exactly i know i know someone who, his whole job was to they 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 run surveys they send surveys out to employees to then in companies, so companies will hire this company to then it's it's employee satisfaction to then send surveys out to all their employees. They they make sure the surveys are tailored to issues that management's trying to address, things that their employees have 
noted as issues. And from these surveys, they then report back all these data and analytics, and then they come up with these problem solvers to keep employees happy. The bottom line is though, I will say, replacing, they call it human capital headcounts, it's expensive. So the more you can spend to keep people happy is it costs less than to keep people upset. And also when employees are upset, we've seen what happened at the post office. So, right. <laughs> Seriously. No, it's not. I mean, disgruntled employees, that's a, that's a huge yes. problem. Um, lately it's, it's bad. Like you said, the post office, like, you know, hello, the phrase going to go postal on you, you know, or yeah, that's not a joke. I mean, people are doing their shit now. I and mean, people people are losing their yes. shit and they are just taking it out any kind of way. And violence we know is because is, you know, becoming a very big problem in our country. And I'm yeah, not gonna be at work and have somebody throwing samplers at me. <laughs> well, listen, we went into lockdown the other day because there was a pissed off parent, I guess, in the office and there was a lot of shit going on. So we were in lockdown and we were all just like, what the hell is going on? And, you know, we just had to stay in our classroom, stay hidden, keep the doors locked. I mean, that's scary for it the is, children, you know, scary for an adult, but it's scary for children. And you, you know, you got to look at the kids and lie. <laughs> it's, it's Okay. <laughs> It's, it's okay. I love it. You just plainly on? said, lie. Just lie. You just have to lie. I mean, but you know, you don't want to freak them True. out, right? So okay. All right. So, okay. We, so, we're so we have, okay. we have, we have schools an option, even though if that's not an option for you, there's the side hustle situation where you can start a side hustle. Make sure that when you start your side hustle, this gives you a chance to kind of delve into things and see what you may like. Um, I don't want to condone this, but I know people who have remote jobs and are working two full-time remote jobs. Oh, we are not telling you all to go out there and scam your employers and work your two full-time remote but jobs. But I'm just saying if you're working you from home, there are possibilities to try other things. Listen, there are possibilities. Well, here's the thing. There are possibilities depending on what type of job it is. If you have a job where you need to be in front of a computer Monday through Friday from nine to five, then you, no, this is not something that you can do because you're not going to split yourself in half and be in front of two computers at once. That's not going to happen. So, but there are jobs that are um, more like project-based jobs. Yeah. And it's not about the amount of time you work. It's about getting the work done and the quality of the work. So if you feel like you, you can do that, and if your company doesn't really have a problem with it, because if your company has a problem with it and then they find out, then that's a whole other shit storm that you don't so want to So with regards with. to coaching, you know, this could be a good opportunity because there are so many jobs that I don't, that you, with the coaching, you might want to get a career coach. If you don't know, if you know what you like to do and don't know if there is a job that there, there could be a job that. Yes. Listen, out of all the coaches, is I, I, I like career okay. coaching. That's, that's an acceptable coach. That's an acceptable coach. Okay. You can go coach my career and you know, my child's little league all at the same time. No, you it's, a, I like that because there are people that know that they don't want to do what they want, what they're doing anymore. Me, I don't want to do this anymore, but they also don't know what they want to do. And it's exactly. hard to break so down these job descriptions. If you're going, you're applying for jobs. Oh my God, I'm sitting here. I'm like, who wrote this? And also I always think about 
Well, you know, those job descriptions are a bunch of bullshit too. They have really seriously, they have to put out this glorified description of what you do. And half of that stuff you don't even do. It just makes it sound like so much responsibility. Not that it, you know, it's not going to be, but come on now. Let, and let's there's really, all this like, let, you know, corporate jargon to where we need you to utilize synergy within cross-functional management while being able to adapt from the B to B and B to C relations while continuing to grow the business and revenue. And it's like, can you, you need me to make sales and make it work and make it better. <laughs> Got you. I mean, no, really let, let's, let's just, <laughs> let's call it what it is. Okay. But I just like, if we could simplify things and not, not have everything be so yes. elaborate and so dramatic, let's just simplify things. But career coach is great. If you can't afford a career coach, you can always go online and find those quizzes that, you know, help you decide like what career is good for your personality, you know, for the things you like to do, for your likes, for your, you know, to stay away from the things that you don't like. They're actually pretty reliable. I took one just to see what, what it would it say. You did it tell you to and be a customer success manager? It told me to be a customer success manager. It did. It told me to be a project manager. It told me to be a customer success manager. I wonder what um, it would tell me to do. Like maybe, telling maybe, people what maybe to I do. Should, maybe I should take one. So take, well, <laughs> God, I don't know if we want it, if we want those results, but no, it did. I mean, like really, to be honest, like the thing I love the most in this world, other than, you know, my people are my pets and animals, but I'm not going back to school to become a veterinarian and I'm not going to make a career out of you know, dog walking, especially in Michigan, where the hell am I going to walk the dogs, you know, during the winter? I would love to do that. I would love to work with animals, you know, but if I want a job that's going to make me a comfortable living, then I'm going to have to veer away from that. Some of the best, I will say, we're going to leave you with this. Some of the best um, advice that I had received from a, a business coach, like in a sense, I think that's what he calls himself when it comes, when it comes terms to thinking about your future and, and jobs and your careers, the best thing you can do is ask yourself, what do you want your day to look like? Because even though, as you said, you may be, you could have been a great lawyer, but do you want to be stuck in a courtroom all day? Do you want to, or, you know, even if you are good at, you know, you could probably, some people can sell ice to Eskimos, but maybe they don't want to have to travel around to, to do that. So it's like, if you, if you have to think of not only about your skill set, but what those jobs entail. And I think that's the lot of where the disconnect happens with people because they think about just their skills, what they do well, and then how to apply it and not realizing that that application is not what they want. Maybe they want to be able to have flexibility. Maybe they want to be able to come home to their kids. May or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they're sitting in this office and like, man, I really wish that I could be traveling. I could I could go to these conferences. I could be you know presenting on stage or whatever. So think about the application of your skill set and how that can apply to a job. And I really think that can make a huge difference in being unfulfilled. And feeling like you're stuck somewhere, help hopefully helping you make a better choice when it comes to what you're doing and how you're, you know, paying all your bills and and you know what you're dedicating your life to. I think that is an excellent way to look at it. Excellent advice. And 
Um, one other thing I would say is that, you know, before you, before you even choose a career path, think about what it is that you love, because I know it's a cliche, do what you love, the money will come. It's true though. It is so true. Um, so, you know, really think about what you're doing, but also remember just because you chose a career and you're not 22 and out of school, if you're not fulfilled with it, it is never too late. Sometimes you don't find what you love until after you're doing something else. And not being afraid to take chances and leave your current career, I think is the one of the biggest things that sometimes holds people back. Life is to me is all about chances. And if I and said I discovered four or five years ago that I knew how to paint, I'd never painted before in my life. Could I possibly have still pursue this and, and paint, try to go into art festivals and things. Of course, I decided to keep it as a hobby, but I found a skill that I did not know I had. And I think that's, that's the thing. It's about having the courage and also not the fear of judgment. Do you think you would like, do you exactly. look at people where you're like, she's 38 years old. She decided to do something different. Do you think that's weird? No, I personally don't think it's weird, but I know there are people out there that think, you know, what is she doing? She's got this stable career. Why is she doing something different? Why is she changing now? But guess what? Don't worry about what other people say, about what other people think. Do what is going to make you happy. Do you. That's all I'm going to say. Do you and make a change if you're not happy. Bad choice, good story, lesson learned. Thanks so much for listening. Like what you've heard? Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, like this episode, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok. For more bad life choices, tune in next week.